Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Yesterday at the Huntsville Sanitarium, Kit Calvert's case had changed suddenly, dramatically. In the absence of her psychiatrist, Kit's father had been allowed to see her, although Ben had been expressly forbidden to visit his daughter. In the scene which followed, the young woman had been terribly disturbed. Then Randy Lane had arrived. Knowing how dangerous Ben's accusations and threats were to the girl who was recovering from a mental illness, Randy was, had forced the older man to leave. The incident evoked in Kit a memory of another time when she was a child. But then it had been her father who forced her childhood playmate Randy to go away. Suddenly, Kit's defenses were down. She admitted to herself that Aunt Mary's son was the friend she'd sought for so many years, the childhood playmate who had symbolized loving warmth and loyalty. Now it is mid-morning of the following day. Kit is in Dr. Larrabee's office for her daily interview. How are you feeling today, Miss Calvin? Quite well, thank you. Yeah, I thought so. You're looking much better. You sleep soundly? Oh, yes. Really the best sleep I've had in months. I... I had a dream, though. It was a very strange one. Would you like to tell me about it? I'll try. My father was in it. Oh? I was back in my room at home, the house on 11th Street in Wakefield, where Dad lives now. The room was the same as it's always been, except that everything was blue. The walls, the bed, the curtains, everything. I was lying in bed. I seemed to be about ten years old. I looked around me, and I thought it was the most beautiful room I'd ever seen. The blue color was so clear, so bright. I wanted to cry. It was so beautiful. What do you think of, Miss Calvert, in connection with the color blue? I think of Randy Lane. I don't know why. It doesn't matter just now. Was there more to your dream? Oh, yes. Yes, I got up and dressed myself. I was going to school. Then all of a sudden, my father came into the room. He was carrying a tremendous black key. He looked at me angrily, and I began to cry. I knew he was going to lock me in. When I looked around, everything was changed. There was no color anywhere, just a strange grayness. Even the flowers on my dressing table were gray. It was, it was like death. I was terribly frightened. Music was coming from somewhere, a strange, low music, like a dirge. All the gray things in the room seemed to lean toward me, to threaten me. I screamed and tried to run. I, I wanted to get out of that horrible room. But Dad thrust me back. He locked the door with the huge black key he'd been carrying and went away. I pounded on the door, but he didn't answer or come back. Just when I was almost beside myself with terror, I, I saw a pale, shimmering light in the corner of the room. As it grew stronger, the colors began to return, slowly. And then I saw Randy. He was standing quietly, smiling at me. I ran to him, sobbing. I begged him to get the door open and let me out. And? Well, this is the strangest part of the dream. Randy looked at me with this wonderful smile on his face. Why, Kit, he said, there's no door to unlock. You're perfectly free, Kit. Those walls, the doors are only in your mind. You imagine them. Look, Randy said, watch me. And then he turned and he walked slowly across the room. When he came to the wall, he didn't stop. And as I watched, I saw it not crumble, but, well, simply fade away like mist or smoke. I looked around and found myself standing in a green park. Randy was holding my hand in his. 
There was sunlight all around us. Somewhere I could hear a child laughing. Is that all? Yes, Doctor. Then I woke up. I was the one who'd been laughing. It was still in the room, my own laughter. Well, then your reaction to the dream was a happy one. (laughs) Oh, yes. Have you any idea why? Well, Randy was in the dream. And there was the joy of being released from an imprisonment, of finding out my father hadn't been able to lock me in after all. Well, we could spend months, Miss Calvert, pursuing the things this dream has to tell us. But today, I suppose we consider it's more... Well, superficial aspects. The walls which disappeared, for example. The walls. Or barriers which you had in your mind, shutting you off from the very things you want most. Do you follow me? The sunlight, the warmth, the loving hand clasp. Yes, Doctor, I understand. In other words, Miss Calvert, it wasn't entirely true that your father shut you off. It wasn't he who excluded you, actually. So much as your false ideas concerning your own limitations. Remember, in the dream, he locked a door which didn't exist unless you believed it did. That is, he went through the motions of locking a door and convinced you one was there. And it was Randy who made me realize it wasn't there. Exactly. But actuality is so different from one's dream life, Dr. Larrabee. I wonder. Think of it this way. The invisible walls do crumble. The walls in the mind. The colors do change. For a person sees what he wants to see. What he's capable of seeing. Isn't that true? Hmm. In other words, you're giving me the same old story. The one every teacher, every preacher, every reformer uses. Life is what one makes of it. (laughs) Perhaps it does sound hackneyed. I believe the truth often does, for the obvious reason that the truth is simple. Perhaps. I'm afraid I'm not in a very philosophical mood today, Doctor. I find myself more concerned with people than with ideas. People? Do you think Randy will be coming here today? Well, I'm not sure. I wish he would. He's been very generous already. We mustn't expect too much of him. Oh, I hate to think of all the time I've wasted. All the hours I've spent with him being vicious and hateful. I didn't really hate him, but I tried to. I wanted to. Now I couldn't, even if I tried. Well, that's because you're beginning to understand yourself. Once you do understand, then there's no longer a reason for hating or for being afraid. Is there a reason for loving, Dr. Larrabee? Yes, of course, there always is. You know, there's something I've never told you about Randy and me. Oh, what's that? I told you how I looked up to him when we were youngsters, but I, I never really told you the truth. Actually, I adored him. I worshipped him. Did that surprise you? Why should it? Well, you know how Dad feels about the lanes and always has their poison to him. And as so far as that goes, the, the rest of the family all put together isn't worth Randy's little finger. Stuffy, self-righteous. Really an unbearable crew. Well, isn't it possible that your reaction to the Lane family is a, another reflection of your father's attitude rather than your own? Randy's cut from entirely different cloth, Dr. Larrabee. It showed even when he was a child, and he's lived up to it beautifully. He's a fine, intelligent man now. A real man. The only one I've ever respected. 
Well, I'm very glad you do respect him, Miss Calvert. My opinion, you may benefit even more than you realize from his friendship. His friendship? What makes you so positive it'll stop at friendship, Dr. Larrabee? You don't answer. Well, it'd be foolish for me to speculate as to that, wouldn't it? I don't know. Perhaps I shouldn't speculate about it myself. And yet, but there must be a reason why he's kept coming back here to see me. He's a generous person. He naturally goes out in sympathy to anyone who needs his help. I know I'm not myself since I've been ill. I haven't bothered much about my appearance. It's not your appearance which concerns me. But do you think I've lost all capacity to attract a man? Tell me the truth, Doctor. It's terribly important. You see, I've simply got to be beautiful again. For Randy's sake. Otherwise, there'd be no point in getting well. No point in anything at all. Suddenly, all Kit's arrogance, her contempt for others, had disappeared. She clasped and unclasped her slender hands nervously. And there was an expression of humility on her face which the doctor had never seen before. Dr. Larrabee was concerned, foreseeing a new problem ahead. A new problem and the possibility of a new frustration in the case of Ben Calvert's daughter, who was deeply in love with a young man her father detested. 